0: Having a family is as emotionally rewarding as it is financially draining. As you pour your love in, it seems that money drains out. A new survey from finder.com.au of over 2,000 parents with children under 12 has found that almost half felt they could have had more savings before starting a family, and one in eight parents wished they had bought their own home before having their first child. Joining us to take us through the financial preparation for parenthood is Kate Brown, managing editor and personal finance expert from Finder. Hi, hi, Kate. How are you? Oh, good. Thanks, Siobhan. I, sorry, I laugh when I write, read that out because um, when we had our first child, we literally had spent everything. We We fell pregnant on a trip overseas and had kind of thought... We tried, but we didn't think it would happen straight away and I arrived back in Australia with terrible morning sickness, having had that morning sickness oh, wow. for most of the trip overseas. Oh, <laughs> right. Surprise. Okay, that was a great use of money. And then we were like, Oh, we've got nine months to try and prepare for this, which mm. um felt like a long time but it wasn't. Why do you think so many people feel like they haven't financially prepared for children? I, I kind of assume that I was just a bit silly. Uh, no. it's, in hindsight I'm like what was I doing?
1: I think, I think in fairness we don't fully understand what we're in for as parents the other thing is there's never a good time to have a baby um, there's also babies don't come like an Uber Eats delivery, you can't <laughs> order one up and you know some people conceive really quickly, other people conceive a year later other people end up using IVF or having to try other things. So it's really, really hard. I laugh when you say that because I also got pregnant um, two months after coming home from a year-long overseas trip and (laughs) we just bought a house. (laughs) We were thinking it would be nice to have a baby. I didn't think I'd get pregnant so quickly. Um, So there you go. And I think that's what it is. There's never a good time to have a baby. Um, You know, it depends when you meet your partner, what your finances are like. Babies don't care about that stuff. No, Um, (laughs) they don't. They couldn't care less. Um, But it's really important because... As you and I have learned, you know, this is a marathon, not a sprint when it comes to finances. People think about people think about buying the things when you're having a baby, like a cot or a stroller or buying nappies. But I don't think uh, in a lot of cases people think about the long-term financial impacts of having children. Mm, and also that...
0: The most in- impact when you first have a baby is the loss of income for yes. one person staying home, absolutely, which generally has to happen. And if you're not staying home, then you have to pay someone else to look after them. That's right. And that was definitely something that strangely I hadn't really thought through.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. And I think, I think, Siobhan, I thought about maybe the first year. Oh, I won't be working. I'll take a year off. Ooh, I'm not going to be earning any money. I didn't really think about... A, when I did go back, I chose to go back to work, that I'd be paying $130 a day in daycare fees, which the rebate only took the edge off. Um, and of course, I only went back three days a week because for us, it wasn't practical or or I would say necessary for me to go back full time. But that meant I was part time, so less income and I think about 80% of that was going on daycare in the first few years. Easily,
0: easily. Are older first-time parents more prepared than those in their 20s?
1: I was surprised when we did this survey because they're not. um, (laughs) Shouldn't laugh. Sorry, guys. It's sort of affirming to know that everyone gets a bit caught out. So there was actually not much difference between the older parents. Um, and actually interesting, um, the median age for first a first-time mum in Australia, I was uh, 30 and a half. So, yeah, we're, we're getting older. I was an older mum and I, obviously I've just proved your point. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I was, <clears throat> I was an older mum as well. And I would say the only small advantage was we, we were lucky enough to own our own home just. um And I know particularly with housing prices in most of the capital cities now, that's getting further away and that's a major stress on people too. That's huge. Yeah.
0: So most first-time parents will have a birth plan, Mm. but you're saying families-to-be should also have a financial plan. Why is that?
1: Yeah, because you are going to be in this marathon of not earning a lot of money. Um, uh, Like uh, my oldest child is 11, my youngest is 8. I've only just started working full-time again a couple of months ago. Uh, And so, you know, and that's not the case for everybody. Everyone's different. But if I'd known for 10 years my income, my super, everything – would be so affected, I'm lucky I've got a partner who works, you know, a lot of people, single parents don't have that, Um, I would have been a lot more focused on trying to get some savings in the bank before the baby comes, whether it's trying to pay your mortgage down a little bit more, whether it's consolidating any debt you've got on credit cards and trying to pay that down. Having just a buffer zone is going to make everything so much easier when your baby arrives.
0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Kate Brown. She's a managing editor and personal finance expert from finder.com.au. And we're talking about um, being financially prepared for parenthood. One of the things I've recently found is we we only just decided to get a financial plan together. And talking about that um, with my partner, I was like, oh, this is all the advice we tell families uh, or parents. In a sense, just in terms of thinking about family life. So mm. it's like finances are the the base of everything but it makes you start thinking well what kind of parents do we want to be what kind of opportunities do we want our children to have what kind of lifestyle do we want to lead mm. and all of
1: those things are things we're meant to talk about before we have a baby anyway yeah.
0: but so few of us do
1: You're absolutely right and 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 we've done studies at Finder to show that like it's very common like people go a bit ostrich in the you know head in the sand <laughs> yes. with this stuff uh, we recently did, did a survey on people checking their credit score. And your credit score is how the bank sees you um, if they're going to think about giving you a loan. And a huge amount of people said they didn't want to check it because they were worried it was bad. Wow. (laughs) And it's like, well, checking it's not going to change that. that. But at least (laughs) if you know the state of the nation, you can do something. And I think financial planning across the board is like that. It's a word that makes everyone want to go to sleep. I agree. You know, recently I've gone, it is actually the foundation to Everything and everything you mentioned, Chev, the other thing is it 's it 's also teaching your children how to manage money because that 's where kids learn, if they see parents who are racking everything up on credit cards living week to week um you know th- there's a good chance that's the behavior they will absorb and 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 will do themselves as they get older i know that's always really difficult but um you know having just a sensible plan just thinking about where you want to be what you can lose what you can consolidate it's going to make a huge difference for everyone in the family
0: what's the best way to get started with pre family financial plan and i probably should say for the people listening, there's probably lots of people who already have children and are like, Mm. um Oh dear. (laughs) That's
1: right. (laughs) That's right. Where do you start? Oh look I think the first thing, um the first thing to do, and it's speaking about the old head in the sand is, is do a really thorough audit of your expenditure. What are you spending your money on? Uh and I don't know. Look, everyone's moving to kind of tap and go culture now. We're spending less cash so that you've got your bank statements. You're going to be able to see on there what, what are you doing every day that's costing money? What what can you cut out? I'm, I'm not a big fan of saying stop drinking coffee or don't order because <laughs> that's just not realistic or make everyone unhappy. But it, it it can be quite surprising. I've seen studies where people estimate their expenditure and then <laughs> what you see what in what reality. We all have blinkers about this stuff. We've all got wake spots. Mine is online shopping. Um, you know you need to have a look. The other thing you need to do is look up your credit score. You can get a free credit um, credit score report. Finder does them. Um, that will also give you a good idea of where where you're looking and what you can do to improve things. And, and ways you can improve your credit score are also helpful to day-to-day life. So it's things like paying down any loans, reducing the limit on your credit card. If you have a huge limit on your credit card, that's going to affect your credit credit score potentially. Um, if you do have a bunch of little loans all over the place, try and consolidate them and have a really clear Action plan about paying them down. It's not dissimilar to going on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody likes it. Uh, but you do, you know, you need to look at the facts in black and white. They're just really easy things. You mentioned getting financial advice. That's another step, but it, it's surprising. We did a survey recently where just looking at some of the things I mentioned, um shopping around on your health insurance if you have it, shopping around for a better credit card deal, all these things. We uh, we saw that if someone uh, an average person did that could they could save up to $12,000 a year. Wow. Just by kind of all that kind of financial hygiene, taking a good, hard look at all those bits and pieces and really kind of being, you know, quite uh, strategic about it. So um, it's not the funnest job, <laughs> <laughs> no. but it's highly worthwhile doing. And, you know, it, it literally can pay dividends a bit further down the track.
0: Yeah. And look, finally, job security. That's a big issue. One in mm. 10 women wished they had more job security before having babies. That's a hard thing to try and lock down. Mm. Can men
1: and women um, accommodate that? How can they accommodate that yeah. as a plan for? A I family? mean, this is you're absolutely right, and this is a, a big thing. We, you know, in Australia, we need to address the the amount of friends of mine that were made in inverted commas redundant after they went on maternity leave is, is shocking. Um, easier said than done, but if you uh, are employed or you're looking to change jobs, ask about what they offer. I know lots of organisations now offer things like extra parental leave pay. They might pay your super while you're off on maternity leave or parental leave. Um, Other ones might offer flexible work options. So, you might actually be able to work more than you, you think. So, bear those in mind, don't be afraid to ask because a lot of companies now really are becoming a lot more open about what's going to serve their staff best and keep them happy. And certainly um, a lot of organisations are taking good hard look at why they don't have women in kind of senior roles, executive roles and this this mummy track where you you take a year off, you have to come back part-time. You know, if they're not smart about elevating you and making the job work for you, then they're ultimately going to lose out. So I, I would say in this, this culture today, don't be afraid to ask. It's, it's becoming more and more the norm. You don't have to hide the fact you're having kids and, mm-hmm. and struggling to pretend you don't have them when you go back to work.
0: Yeah, it's a tough one. Well, Kate, thank you so much for coming in and speaking with us. Thank you. That was personal finance expert and managing editor of finder.com.au, Kate Brown. To read more of the findings from that survey and others, just head to our website, kindling.com.au and search for finance. Plus, Kindling has an awesome podcast all about family finances, and that is far from a snooze fest. It's called Your Family, Your Money, and you can listen to it in the free Kindling app and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: We've been listening to Kindling Conversation. If you enjoyed it, there's plenty more where that came from. Find other stories and interviews at our website. Just head to kindling.com.au. Running a home takes a lot of energy. So at Energy Australia, we've created the Total Energy Plan. An energy plan that, yes, ticks the boxes. Get a discount off your total energy bill, guaranteed. No lock-in contracts and fixed rates for 12 months. Find out how you can save with our total energy plan. Energy Australia, light the way. Conditions apply. To view basic plan information documents, visit energyaustralia.com.au.